Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie. So, up this hour, we have some interesting sounds for you. On Ear to the Ground, Andrew Ryan will introduce a fascinating sound from Taiwan. And on Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes, Carlson Wong brings you some Chinese classical music. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, October 2nd, and in the studio we have Jake Chen. Hello. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about why Taiwan is looking for dog guardians on National Day and one of the fastest growing industries in Taiwan. Also, a health alert for autumn. And some stories about centenarians and a debate about mobile phones in schools. Those stories coming right up. Okay, so the weather has gotten a little bit chillier. Have you guys noticed? Yes, autumn is here. Yeah, especially before the typhoon hit. Yes, yeah. and so after a moon festival, and you know, some doctors and health officials have been coming out to say that actually it's important to watch for the difference in um, temperatures. It could be up to ten degrees um, between morning and evening, and if you have heart issues, um, you need to be very careful because it could uh, the change in body temperature could widen or narrow blood vessels. So heart disease was the second leading cause of death in Taiwan last year. And it's responsible for about a third of global deaths. Anyways, this is kind of grim. Actually, I talk about this, but it's good to be on the alert, you know. Yeah. Um, and like they a... gave some good advice for people to avoid heart disease, such as people who have heart issues should eat food with less salt and oil, and people should exercise at moderate intensities for at least 150 minutes a week. They should keep warm, do warm-up exercises. Exercise with a friend or family member. They should avoid smoking, um, and to avoid the three highs, which is high blood pressure, high blood lipids, and high blood sugar. Um, they should avoid uh, excessive drinking, um, obesity, smoking, chewing betel nuts, and lack of exercise. Exercise is actually quite important. So, anyways, a little health tip for this time of year. You huh? guys get enough exercise? I know that. I think Jake goes to the gym, right? Uh, yeah, I was uh, just going to comment on the amount of exercise that's required according to... 150 minutes. The source. I'm getting the impression that over the years, like uh, the required uh, amount is getting lower and lower. That's like two and a half hours uh, a week. It used to be like you got to do one hour per day. And now really? It's all... That much? Yeah, I've heard of that uh, quite a while back. And then it's like, well, you got to do like four or five hours a week. And then now it's down to two and a half hours. So two and a half hours. we're getting less and less time. Right. But that's still quite a lot if you're serious about exercising. If but, you work out for like half an hour, that's like five days a week, half an hour a day. Sure. You must work out more. Yeah, I do quite a bit more than that. Um, but yeah, I thought it's like an, an hour a day kind of thing. I, I didn't know oh, it's two and a half hours. The more the better. How about yeah. you, Paula? Are you exercising regularly? Mm, nope, not at all. But I do a lot of, you know, household chores. <laughs> do the dishes. <laughs> so all of us here in Taiwan and around the world, let's keep ourselves active.
we can learn from a centenarian. Um, if they've lived long enough to be up and about at over a hundred, there's something we can learn. Right, from she lives in、um, the central Taichung city, and she's 103 years old. You know,、um, Taiwan will be celebrating Seniors Day、um, next Monday on October 7th. Uh, this year it, it is on October seventh. That's because Seniors Day is known better known as Chongyang Festival in Chinese, in which、um, the festival always falls on the ninth day of the ninth lunar month. And、uh-huh. this year happens to be、um, October seventh, on Monday. So to celebrate、um, Seniors Day, Taichung City、um, gave its、um, centenarian some gift,、um, including a cash gift, which which is worth about three hundred U.S. dollars. Oh, that's and, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And they they also give centenarians a gold pendant.、Wow. That's a gift from the presidential office and also from Taiwan's health ministry. But anyway,、um, Taichung Mayor、uh, Lu Xiuyan visited a cent-、um, the centenarian, the one hundred and three year old. Lady recently, and then the lady,、um, she's pretty happy.、Um, she told the mayor that she enjoys、um, having deep-fried、um, sweet potatoes, and she also likes durian a lot. Really, those、right. are interesting combinations. Yeah. yeah, right. It, that's really interesting. And she also said、um, she likes black tea. Uh-huh. And then you know what's so special about this、um, centenarian is she said that because the black tea、um, that sold in one one part of the、um, of the city is cheaper than the, the ones that she can get from her neighborhood, so she usually takes the bus, you know, to go to that place to buy black tea, and usually it takes about an hour for her. Wow, to, to go、That's、from her ways. right, it's a long way from her place to. Uh, to the place that、uh, sells、uh, black tea, so she's pretty、um, healthy, and she said that she she does that every week, but, you know, taking the bus, you know, go to one one drink shops to get her favorite black tea. Oh, that's cute. I'm not sure what is she saving her money for though. It's like that's a little cheaper. I got to travel all the way there. Right, but, but, but might be exercise for her. So that's it's that's good one exercise,、yeah. right? And then、um, the Taichung Mayor said,、oh, "Taichung is a very lucky city because the city has two hundred and eighty-four centenarians." Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. And this, the mayor also said,、like uh, anyway. "Yes,、yeah. it's, it's a lot." The, the, the mayor also said, "There are over three hundred and fifty thousand people who are over sixty-five." In yeah, Taichung, in Taichung alone. Well, yes, we are an aging society, so we are a, an aging society. We do need、society. to keep up with, you know,、uh, our health, right? And a quality of life,、mm-hmm. you know, even as we grow older. Yeah, this.、Uh, so it's interesting to learn from other people who are already there. Yeah, I mean, apart from the deep fried、uh, potato part, <laughs> she's like no, literally. Apart from that, she's doing everything there is to do to be healthy, right? Actually, sweet potatoes are very good for you, but、right. I don't know about the deep, the deep fried. fried <laughs> <laughs> you know, you walk, you drink tea, you know. So it's a good, good schedule. But think about this: the city has two hundred eighty-four centenarians. Of course, the the mayor alone is not able to visit every you know centenarian. Well, so they should have a forum or something, and then、right. discuss you know what's kept them healthy all these years. Right? Yeah, that'd、seriously. be interesting. But but the deputy mayor has to do the job, and 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 the other city government officials also visit the um you know centenarians. But some centenarians are not terribly happy because. In one、um, district, in the southern district of Taichung, four centenarians have to go to their neighborhood office to get the cash gift. So、um, they are not ha- happy. Their family members are not happy because if you are, you know, one hundred years old, even though you are healthy, you are 
probably not that you know physically not that strong. Oh, they should give it to right. them, right? right. The city government said that's you know misunderstanding. You know for sure they will give the the cash gift to centenarians. They won't ask them. To, the, to go to the office to get the cash mm. gift. It's good to take care of our old people, right? Listen, are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Okay, there's been a little debate about if mobile phones should be used in school. Can you tell us about this, Jake? Right.、Uh, the debate was,、uh, I think, arguably sparked by an event that took place during the weekend. So what happened was. A teacher posted a photograph of、uh, one of her students, and he said、uh, about was it's unfortunate that, that the student is coming from one of the、um, disadvantaged families in the region, and then he couldn't、uh, afford a cell phone. You know, I wish、uh, everyone would chip in and help. What happens is searching on mobile phones is required in the teacher's class. Oh, so this the post、uh, feature right here. Facebook has got a lot of people talking.、Uh, her, her, her.、Um, she's got a lot of likes and dislikes、uh, on the on the message just within a few days after posting it. Because what happens is, well, a lot of people believes she meant good. She's the teacher herself is definitely well intentioned to post sort of the challenges facing the student、um, and to get everyone to help. A lot of people questions. Whether it really is necessary to have it have have it as a requirement for teachers to bring mobile phones, because as we know, it is banned in a lot of、uh, middle and high school classes and in in elementary school as well. Teachers are、uh, considered a, a major source of distraction in class. Right, know, and it's strictly banned in exams as well. So this teacher apparently has a different way of sort of get her students engaged in the class, and that's why a lot of people disagree on that. So yeah. I'm sort of on the on the on the second camp, you know. Like I don't like some of the language they use; it's sort of a bit too harsh. But I do think it really shouldn't be necessary for、uh, students to use mobile should phones. Should not. Should not.、Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we didn't use them before mobile phones were invented, right? It's not like you need that, right, to teach well. And then you're also drawing、um, attention to the fact that some people are disadvantaged. Maybe that's embarrassing for them. Yeah, maybe that can be very uncomfortable for the student right, himself. Right. I think that you know. It's unnecessary to create this kind of unlevel、uh, playing field for these students, right? Yeah, most definitely. So, did she have a、um, conclusion to this issue?、Uh, no, she hasn't followed up yet. But there's like a few hundred comments, you know, just in three, four days. So,、uh, I'm sure this debate will go on for、It's、quite a, a while. It's a hot topic. Yeah. Topic of mobile phones is one of the fastest-growing industries or、um, job positions, actually. And can you guys guess what that may be? Oh, the fastest-growing job industry in、uh, Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. One of them.、Um, I say artificial intelligence. Is it artificial intelligence? No, no. I mean, th- not not the one I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, that's no. probably it. One of them, but. 
Oh, is it like uh, how do you call that? It's like a uh, app developer for uh, for the phone? Actually, social media manager. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So we actually hired one too, right, <laughs> Leslie? Right. So um, this has become a really fast-growing industry, especially for businesses and celebrities in Taiwan. They are using social media like. Uh, Instagram and Facebook and Line and other platforms to connect with their fans, um, with their customers, their followers, and particularly during election season, um, in the case of politicians, um, there's a lot of work involved. They have to interact with the public. You know, maybe a hundred people yeah. leave a comment. You're going to ignore them, or you got to reach out. Yeah, yeah, you got to reach out to them. So they have account managers to respond to all the posts, to manage all the posts, and. Um, These days, a social media account manager can make like twenty-five to thirty thousand NT dollars a month as a starting salary. But if it's more uh, advanced, you know, and if they have more responsibilities, maybe up to fifty thousand a month. That's decent salary. It's not too as far, bad. As far as Actually, Taiwan is concerned, it's a pretty important job because you're you're regulating someone's image, right? Yeah, it's it's like you're the the face of a company or organization on the internet. Right, yeah. so you know, people are using Facebook pages to advertise, and as for Facebook, actually, they say that you should like post five or six times a week if you want to uh, keep up the um, presence among your fans. So, what do you guys think of this new I'm trend? I'm not entirely surprised because I know there are celebrities who hire like multiple people to take photos and to post for them like multiple times a day, and to. Post like short videos because the thing now has this short video function. It's getting much more complex than I probably care to know, um, and it's like a really well managed task for a group of people. Like one person can no longer do it on, on his or her own. That's how complex this thing has grown into. So, uh, new position for sure. It's uh, where a lot of youngsters, especially, first meet a person or a company. Like you meet, you don't you know physically go to see that. You see them online. Um, I'm not sure if if it's sustainable in the long run though. It's very It has this vibe, you know. It has this very sort of trendy, but 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 fleeting vibe to me, at least. I'm not sure if this. I, I yeah. think you have to find the right person too that really yeah. knows the tone of your, you know, what you want to present. Right. If someone has a totally different personality than you do, and they're they're making talking to fans. It's the way that they a, you know write or the images they use or aren't really what you want to present, right? Yeah. So I think that's not not easy. They are like the PR person, right? Right, it's like yeah. a PR person, PR, PR person, yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's a new form of PR, basically. It's a very important form. So, uh, interesting new industry that um, is really hot here in Taiwan. Taiwan is a place full of voices, viewpoints, and stories. Hear them all here on Radio Taiwan International. Taiwan, straight from the source. Working towards food safety for our children. Right uh, at the end of October, sorry, at the end of August, which was not too long ago, the Council of Agriculture uh, basically put in place a new policy asking schools on all levels before university, so that's middle and high school, uh, to uh, sort of register the source of the produce that their kitchens use. 
So this gives the council a much uh, better chance to track down where the produce comes from if food safety crises do break out at school. I think it did a while back. So that kicked in just a month ago, and then the council today, uh, sorry, yesterday published uh, a survey result showing that uh, what each and every city is doing. So essentially, uh, it, this is a table of registration rate. How much uh, percentage of the schools in each and every municipality is actually registering uh, and tracing the source of their food? And uh, some interesting figures. The highest number comes from Shinju City. Ninety-three percent of their schools are registering. That means before the law, sort of the policy kicked in, they already were registering the source of their produce. Taipei is still at 59%, which is not too bad. Um, Maoli is 51%, Taichung is 50%. Most cities in Taiwan hovers between, say, 45 to 60-ish in terms of percentage points. The two offshore islands, uh, Jinmen and Lanjiang County, these are offshore areas. They're only at uh, a bit over 6 and 8%. So... I guess they have a lot of work to do. Hmm. Well, it's yeah, it's a good trend that they are starting to yeah. do this, right? Monitor where, where the food is coming from. Where it's coming from. Yeah. All right. And Paula, tell us about um, Dog Guardians. This is quite an exciting story. Here. Right. Taiwan will be celebrating its National Day next Thursday on October 10th. And this year, um, the government has decided to choose the southern Pingdong County to settle firecrackers at a riverside park there. However, the the riverside park is home to quite a few stray animals, stray cats and stray dogs. So the cracking sound of the setting of firecrackers is really, really loud. So, you know, those animals are are scared. So, So the county government is looking for dog guardians to take care of those strays um, during the, uh, when, uh, on October 10th. And to be qualified for a dog guardian, you have to be at least 18 years old, physically and mentally healthy, and <laughs> then you also m- you must have experience keeping pets. Oh, right. is but, this a volunteer? Uh, I think, that, yeah, it it's is a volunteer. volunteer. You have to send your application, and once they approve your application, then you can be a guardian dog, for dog dogs. Guardian. That, yes. That, you know, that's great that they're, considering the needs of the dogs, right? Right. And it's probably going to make the, envir- the the event more peaceful as well, mm-hmm. right? So if the dogs are uptight, I don't think that's, that's good for everyone either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what we have for you today on Here in Taiwan. And do stay tuned for Ear to the Ground and Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Jake Chen. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see ya. Ya 
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. It's funny how in big cities you'll always find birds. Real birds. I mean, you'd think they'd prefer to live in the countryside or by the beach or maybe in a nice forest. I mean, it's not like they have to live in the city because that's where the jobs are or because they prefer nightlife in the city. But aside from those real birds, there is another kind of bird you'll find in the big city that you won't find anywhere else. And that is the fake bird. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Year of the Ground, I bring you birds with man-made tweets. Now, if you use Twitter at all, you'll know that that's the sound of a tweet. When you consider that there are more than 400 million tweets a day on the microblogging site, that's a whole lot of bird chirps. And that's not the only man-made chirping sound that you can hear in our modern cities. I've introduced the sound of Taipei's chirping crosswalks before in this program, and almost any computer or cell phone can be configured to make sounds like that too. Now on a recent Sunday at Taipei's weekend flower market, I heard some chirping sounds that were decidedly different. I could instantly tell that they were not real birds, but they were too irregular to be made by some sort of electronic component. I discovered a man who was peddling these little porcelain birds with long tails. He was blowing into the tail end, sort of like you blow on a small whistle. But it's different from a whistle because it contains water. It's the water that turns an ordinary whistle sound into a chirping bird effect. Now, of course, being fascinated by interesting sounds, I had to buy one, and it was pretty cheap at just 50 Taiwan dollars. That's about a buck fifty U.S. The sound actually reminded me of another chirping sound from my early years here in Taiwan, about 15 years ago. I used to have a doorbell that sounded like a bird. Now, my current doorbell is not particularly exciting. It's the iconic sound you expect to hear when you ring a doorbell. Now, several days later, I was still thinking about that original bird doorbell sound that I had when I first came to Taiwan. And it reminded me of my life as a student of Chinese. And strangely enough, I thought about the old dirty carpet in my living room and how we'd sit on folding chairs, drinking beer and watching TV. It's funny how sounds can make you nostalgic. I was still thinking about this sound when I dropped by my friend Olivia's place for lunch earlier this week. And I was delighted to discover that she has the same tweeting doorbell. But it turns out she doesn't have a soft spot in her heart for the doorbell like I do. It's alarming. It makes me jump out of my skin every time I hear it. <laughs> do you ever have anybody that's just ringing on your doorbell and you like, can't get rid of them? Every time my garbage lady comes to collect her money. <laughs> and you don't answer the doorbell? Is that what the problem is? Or when the bill collectors come? No, if we don't have any money, we can't pay it for a reason. <laughs> Olivia, that's terrible. <laughs> you should be so ashamed of yourself. Have you ever thought of changing your doorbell? I don't, wouldn't even know where to start with that. I don't know why we can't just have a normal, like, ding-dong. 
mean, in, in premise, it kind of works. I mean, it sounds like it would be kind of a nice, like, you know, chirpy sound, sort of cheerful. I don't get anything cheerful from it. <laughs> you want to find the bird and kill it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I guess that's just it. You can't feel nostalgic until time has passed. Maybe years later, something will remind Olivia of her tweeting doorbell and she'll associate it with all the good times that she had in that apartment in Taipei. All right, I'm going to go back to my little porcelain bird now for some more quality time in the Taipei woods. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. the beauty of Chinese and Taiwanese traditional music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. Tibetan folk songs are precious jewels scattered about the areas inhabited by the Tibetan people. A song may be a transmission of wisdom from countless eminent monks, the impromptu creation of a story based on folk, proverbs, legends, or history. They have survived to the present day after being passed down for generations. Hello and welcome to this week's Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong. And today we're going to feature an album that focuses on mantras which originated in temples and thrived among the common Tibetan people. And to start off, we'll listen to Mount Kawakarpo. Oh, you're 
One of the most sacred peaks in the Tibetan world, and the song Mount Kawakapo sings of holy Mount Kawakapo sitting atop the Meili Shesan or Meili Snow Mountains. Holy junipers are naturally shaped as madras. And next, let's hear homage to Padmasambhava. The master from India who expressed gratefulness to Tibet and Tibetans, born of a lotus, he lives for all beings forever and is now committed to resolving the sufferings of the beings in Rajasha. I pay homage to Guru Limpoche. Yeah, 
Listening to Radio Taiwan International. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. And again, you're listening to Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong, and today we feature music by Drukyal Shering, that's Tibetan music, and the album focuses on mantras which originated in temples and thrived. Among the common Tibetan people, the life of a Tibetan consists of growing crops, praying for rain, the death of loved ones, and praying for blessings. And it may include treks around sacred mountains, lakes, or white towers. While engaging in such activity, people chant mantras, prayers, tributes, proverbs, or even poetry of all of which have flourished among. The Tibetans, in the form of folk songs, the most basic and priceless form of spiritual accompaniment. The composer Drukyal Shering said that as a Tibetan, he is happy to put all he has in this life into promoting and spreading ancient Tibetan culture, while thinking on and integrating cultural aspects from around the world as a service to his people.
Gadun Drupa, and Gadun Drupa is considered to be the first Dalai Lama 
and he passed away in 1474. And again, a poem by Gudun Drupa was sung by Drukyal Sering. Drukyal Sering was born in the village of Langtu and is a Tibetan who sings traditional Tibetan songs and has worked in theater and as a poet and model. He grew up in the Tibetan region but went to school in Beijing where he first made contact with the performing arts sector and began his career then. And next, let's hear Rapa, an auspicious song of conclusion. Nere 
auspicious song of conclusion and hopefully you have enjoyed listening to the selection of uh, music by Drukiel Tessering today Tibetan musician thank you for listening for comments and suggestions please write to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan and our email address is rti at rti.org.tw RTI's show for Radio Taiwan International. And I do look forward to your comments and suggestions. I'm Carlson Wong. Once again, thank you for listening. I'll leave you with Mantra of the Lords of the Three Families. I'll see you next week. And then goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. 
In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.